WTL, where's the line, everybody? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron, oh, <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You got it, we're back. Yes, we are, and we're gearing up for Nebraska's first and only sports betting yep. show, and it is time for the Masters. A tradition like no other, Andy. Augusta National. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. And we've already got some uh, players underway. That final group set to tee up at around 1 o'clock. That yeah. is Jordan Spieth, Tommy Fleetwood, and Tony Finau. Yeah. And Tony Finau, he's catching a lot of buzz right now, and I think it's warranted. I think he should be one of the favorites. Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that you'd used to bet on, and then he just would never win. Now exactly. He's, now he's got some wins under yeah, his belt. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like uh, folks have a little bit better feeling about uh, rolling with him. But Augusta National is a par 72 that is a long yeah. 72. You know, they made a tiger proof back in the day. <laughs> they had to. Yeah. Um, and when they further uh, tiger proofed it, yeah. stretching out another par 5, an additional 35 yards. That's Woo. a 13th hole. And they just did this back in uh, 2022. Uh, yeah. The 15th 2022. hole. Yeah, 2022. They uh, stretched out the 15th hole. So yeah. um, it's a full 7,500 Forty-five yards now. So I mean, this is a course that went from a spot course. You know, you could get get away with those par fours and start stacking some numbers up. Yeah, short par fives. That's not the case no more. No, Andy. And like you just said, last year, a little tidbit I like to say is eleven players opened at twenty to one odds or shorter to win the Masters in the Green Jacket. Mm-hmm. This year, just five players hit yeah. the odds profile. Yep. Defending Masters champion Scotty Scheffler at plus seven fifty, mm-hmm. Rory McElroy at plus seven fifty. John Rahm at plus 850, and wire-to-wire 2015 Masters champion in face-to-fan duel, Jordan Spieth at plus 1,700, and Patrick Cantley at plus 1,900. So you can tell how hard they made this course with only five golfers or five odds with that with that 20 to 1 uh, range area there. And of course, we're keeping an eye on the weather, but it's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be a little windy. Yeah. That's not going to fare well for a lot of these players, especially the older guys. Yeah. And uh, it affects it affects the deep ball, too. No doubt. You know, so uh, I think it's going to be a very tough course, not only for the aesthetic changes and lengthening it, but the, the just the weather here we got uh, this season. No, I agree, Andy. And, you know, besides the favorites, we're not, you know, we're not trying to say that there aren't plenty of capable long shots and dark horses no. that we're going to get into. Into here in you know the segment here, but yeah, those are the top guys, and they're they're the top guys for the reasons. Yeah, Scheffler, I got five to one. Rory sitting at a seven to one. John Rahm at a nine to one, and I yeah. don't think anybody is going to argue uh, much with that. So, did you have a guy in mind that you want to talk about a little bit? Yeah, here? well, I mean, Andy, we can't do this podcast without talking about the goat. <laughs> I have to talk about Tiger Woods in the best oh, bets boy. for him at the Masters. That's why everybody tunes in. That's why yep. everybody's going to, oh, yeah. you know, uh, tune in the show to listen. So, I got my Tiger Woods best bets at the Masters. We haven't okay. seen Tiger in tournament since. He played Genesis Open at Riviera Golf Course, and that was all the way back in February when Tiger teed it up for the first time since last July. Mm-hmm. The 15-time major champion did look rather impressive, I thought, at oh. that, you know, coming back after a few months. This is he's even practiced even more now. He's got even more, yeah. you know, you know, just better 
you know, all around, you know. Uh, sure, he's healed up a little bit. Yeah. You know, his wreck's behind him a little bit, bit further. Uh, a, lot, a popular bet that I'm seeing out there in some books here and there, yeah. Tiger Woods straight up versus Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is this is a fun one because I mean, come on, Lefty's always been there. He's yeah. done well. He's won a couple of green jackets as well. No, yeah. I mean, he's never had the dominance at Tiger. Well, he might have had Tiger not been there. Exactly. His no, he, he, yeah, no, that's that's what it was, <laughs> and that's a fun one. Obviously, everybody would probably side with Tiger, but oh, you yeah. got you got to look at Phil there as well. I, I like but, Phil. But <laughs> you know, the offer. Some uh, some of the sports books are really offering some generous odds on the legend to do so uh, to just make the cut, which right. is at minus one sixty, which I believe is a very very good bet. I think he's going to cash hmm. in on this one. But if you want to get kind of wild with it, Andy, I think that's wild enough. Let's let's get wild. Let's get wilder. Uh, in addition to some you know normal bets you can make on Tiger's performance, uh-huh. I have some uh, this crazy one that you would go over on. Uh, birdies in his first round. The over-under is at three and a half. I think that goes way over. Not way over, but I think he can get three and a half birdies, four so. birdies. So uh, I like that one at plus money, and that's you know sitting right there at uh, plus 325. So I really Ooh. like that for him to get four birdies in round one. Okay, all right. So now we're we're talking, and I think you're going to see an uptick, obviously, uh, yeah. with a, a lot of sharps out there that want to keep their eye on the weather. I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of in-game uh, type of betting, and that's going to drive a lot more of those in-game type of scenarios. No doubt. On, I don't care if it's FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever you got going on there, uh, it's going to be there. Um, Tiger Woods opened up at an 80-1 to at Westgate yeah. on their book. He's already all the way down to sixty to one. <laughs> Money is just pouring in, no doubt, on Tiger Woods, to, and that's to make the cut uh, type of bet. There, no doubt, uh, plus one forty to make the cut. Why not? Yeah, why you have not? To. Have you some have fun. To. One thing that I'm going to keep be keeping an eye on are these seventeen live golfers. Yeah. And you only have 88 total you anyway. Have to. Out of those 88, you really only got about, what, 64, 65 that yeah. could legitimately win it. You know, yep. when you're talking about the old guys and the amateurs, this course doesn't play well for amateurs. No. I think it's it's been like 1946 or something was the last time an amateur uh, won this yeah. event. So uh, you got to take the guys in the prime. You can't take those old guys unless it's Tiger Woods a few, couple of years ago. Yeah. But I mean, he's Tiger Woods. Yeah. I like what I'm seeing as far as Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, a yeah. former Green Jacket winner. Yep. They're sitting there at 22 to one, 25 to one, 20 to one, depending on where you're looking. Yeah, I really like DJ. How could you not? Yeah, no, Andy, that is a perfect one to do because DJ, I think he's you know he's never out of it. Another guy that I really look to, big Andy, stick too, he's big, big stick, stick too as well. But a really guy that's playing really well right now is Brooks Kepka. Oh, and he really? is going to come in. He. One of these live guys want to win this event and show them what's going on. Oh, yeah. I know that they're all trying to play it down like there's not a rivalry, but yeah. there is a rivalry. I know that you know everybody gets tired of hearing it and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but you can't tell me that one of these live golfers doesn't want to come in and win this Masters tournament, and they got some guys that could really do it, the two being Dustin Johnson <laughs> and Brooks Kepka. Uh, Greg Norman's not trending on Twitter right now for no reason. Definitely not. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't just happen. And I like all these fun bets that are out there. There that someone from Live is going to win just a straight up you got yeah. you got a pool of seventeen of the best golfers and I know uh, the the argument and that's you know from the old hats and all that stuff yeah. is that well yeah but these guys haven't been playing as much the, well that could go two ways that could maybe go either way right maybe they're not wore out as much maybe they're not coming off an injury no you know doubt. they're able to heal up so I kind of like the some of these lines I'm seeing out there as far as all I'm bent on is any one of those seventeen guys yeah 
to pull this off. Yeah. And most of those guys, I mean, even Bubba Watson, you could would call one of the old guys. Him he, and Phil Mickelson. He's got a green jacket. But he's got a green jacket. A couple of them. That's a that's also an impressive little thing is how many former green jackets are on that side are of the, on the aisle. live tour. So yep. I mean that that says something to me. Nope. Anyway, I agree. so um we talked about some favorites, talked about our live. Do we want to talk about some long shots? Yeah, Andy, and I wouldn't even call these guys long shots, but uh, you know, to win this well, whole tournament is really really tough. Obviously, yeah. you got to you got to bring it for all those days, mm-hmm. but my number one guy that I'm looking at that's kind of an underdog here is Xander Shawfield, and he's at plus uh, twenty nine hundred to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's only missed a cut, uh, missed a cut here last year, but finished top three in twenty twenty one and top two in two thousand nineteen. So right. he has a good body of work in the Masters. That's my best, you know, big play there. The dark horse, the plus twenty nine hundred to you know get that value bet. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, he's even sitting at like a twenty-five to one. I yeah, mean, he, sure. I mean, he's not—he's not out of it at all. So, no so I, I obviously I can't argue with that. I mean, yep. I, I think you're kind of taking a long shot that's not that long. Well, that's like, I mean, that's, that's like very, a mid-range. That's shot very good. Right there. That's very good uh, value. I'll take another mid-range shot there here, Andy, and it's the guy at the same odds, Jason Day at plus twenty-nine hundred yes, as well. I've been well. waiting for that. Yep. Day finished top twenty-five or better here four straight years mm-hmm. from two thousand sixteen to two thousand nineteen including a top five in 2019. He yes. also finished second here in his debut. Day's game is back to an elite level. He's playing the best golf that I think that he's ever played, and this could be his time. So at plus 2,900, why not take a $5 bill or a $10 bill towards Jason Day because that is good value. Excellent sleeper pick. I yeah. think I'm looking at 25 to 1 on most books to Jason Day. And we, yeah. we talked about Jason last couple of times uh, when we bring up the tour. No doubt. Uh, I think he's I think he's there. Yeah. Um, really tough for me to say too much uh, negative stuff. For sure. About the day. Uh, I, got, I got one for you. Give me it. Justin Thomas. Let's go. Come on now. I mean, JT. He, JT. And I mean, he's been catching so much. But remember when he was a trendy pick every year to win a green jacket? Yeah. He's got uh, what? What? How many top ten finishes does he have uh, just this year alone? So I, I think he's playing really good. He's coming off a, a no win doubt. right at the Phoenix Open. Yep. Uh, so he's already got two wins under his belt this season, and it hasn't been a long season. Yeah. No, so, it hasn't. And he knows Augusta. Yes. And uh, that's that's you're getting weird here. Seventy five to one hundred to one. I mean, Justin Thomas is out there. So yep. like you're saying, your five dollar, ten dollar, stay within you know your, your price bankroll. range. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> but I like. JT there. I, I really do. No, I agree, Andy. Uh, yeah, JT's always a safe pick. A, a very good golfer that mm-hmm. can turn it on as well as turn it off. Yeah. Know? So I really like him as well. I think for your value picks, though, and they're all over the place, but like your uh, most of your apps, whether DraftKings, FanDuel, yeah. we brought up, uh, a lot of these top 10 finish type guys. I mean, I'm looking at Scotty Scheffler. I'm looking at Rory McIlroy. I mean, you just hit yeah. hit those guys. John Rahm, they're going to finish. And then if you have the top 20, you know, a little less juice. Yeah. I, I love that, too. I mean, okay. I, I just feel like that's money in your back pocket with those boys. Leading into that, Andy, okay. I would like to do my top finish parlay. Okay, let's hear that. Okay, I got Scotty Scheffler 
in the top five mm-hmm. because I believe he is my overall. Yeah. F- I think he's going to win. I, like I think that. he's going to go back to back. So I'm taking him top five. I go second with Rory McIlroy in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I think these guys are going to go back and forth all weekend. Yeah. But he's in the top ten. Rory top ten, and then right. I finished out with John Rahm in the top twenty. Three of the best golfers in the world. That's bringing you back a, t- a plus five fifty for all three of those things to hit. Yeah. Scheffler in the top five. McIlroy top ten. Rom top twenty. Plus uh, plus 550. I really like it. I think it's going to hit. I mean, I want to call you a schmuck, but I really can't. <laughs> I, a, I like I all that. I think that's a good bet. I really I do. I think it's a good bet. I like how you tiered it there, and I think you're spot on. Roy, I can. I think he's going to get top 10. Yeah. Scheffler, I mean, he's the overall favorite uh, to win the darn thing, and why wouldn't he be? Yeah, no. I, I, I just like <laughs> I mean, all these guys yeah. to, you know, maybe even finish in Make the top run. 10 yep. themselves, all three yep. of them. But if you tier it that way, I think Scotty's playing the best overall golf in the you know, overall yep, PGA yep. right now. So I like those three picks, but I really like Scotty to take it down. I, I do too. All right, well, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Stock and Rod Company. From hunting to fishing to everything in between. Created for the outdoorsmen whose love for adventure means it's always time to get their wild game on. Check them out at stockandrod.com. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Jabron. Oh, 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 oh boy. <laughs> yes, the sir. Parlay Pounder. We're back. Yes, we are. And before we head any further, let's take a look back. Yeah. You know, we like to do those hits and misses and kind of go over, you know, some things that we got right, which we've been getting a lot. Yeah, no right. doubt. You know, let me get on my soapbox here. But And for everyone <laughs> that's been following, whether it's been on YouTube, Twitter, yeah. whatever, yeah, we, we've been saying, yeah, see, we, we kind of told you there. No doubt. Um, but one that we didn't get right was the bracket. Yeah. H- however, we did have a few... Um, yeah. that, that did fairly well there. And we got, we, like we said, we got some prizes to send out, gift cards, uh, whatever we want to do here. Uh, give us a rundown of the top three here. Yeah, Andy. So we had over 100 people in our bracket challenge, which was, was really awesome. fun. Thank you, everybody, for getting in. Yeah. Just having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we had three people that had UConn winning, and mm. that, that was really fun to see. Money Mashak. Uh, big Tennessee Volunteers fan follows us all the way out in Knoxville, Tennessee. He got the overall first place. Uh, you know, that was crazy to see that only three people uh, got over 1,000 total points in this bracket challenge because yeah. uh, who, who could have picked San Diego State and UConn in the finals right. and everything? So yep. got to give it up to him. Got to give it to a friend of the show, Skyler Self, got second oh, picking UConn. Friend of the program. Friend of the program. All He's right. always been on. And then Brandon Spawin uh, picked UConn as well. So those are the one, two, three winners right there. And like we said, we'll uh, reach out to you on Twitter or find your DMs and uh, get you a gift card coming out. Now, do you think they were watching our YouTube shorts where, you know, we went tinfoil hat, we we yeah. found a prediction, yeah. you know, we found the actual script, yeah. which I guess they went off script because that had uh, uh, Alabama versus UConn in the final, but it no did doubt. have UConn taking it down. It did, Andy. Uh, and we just, wow. couldn't, we just couldn't take our own advice. <laughs> I think we got a little too far on the Jays uh, and, you know, yeah. betting with our hearts and stuff. But uh, no, I, I, that was very funny that uh, we did predict the winner, just we didn't do it to our own brackets. Oh, man. Man, I do want. I do want. Those, there's a little side bracket, you know, yeah. uh, over at the brewery. Yeah, 
I did win that one. There you go. So I, I got a little bit. So you got I'll, a little back. I got a little back. I, I guess that was kind of like a hedge, right? I'll, I'll get in our. <laughs> yeah. I'll get in our bracket, but then I'll also get in the breweries. Ex- exactly. And, and I fared fairly well. So. Do we want to talk a little NASCAR? We have to, Andy. Well, and talking about the brewery, yeah, we got our very first YouTube Live Woo! broadcast coming up, Talladega. Talladega, baby. April 23rd. We're going to go live about an hour, hour and a half before that green flag drops. Yeah. Everything is going to be on stage at the brewery. So if yeah. you're around Omaha, around La Vista, Nebraska, and you're looking for something to do, a watch party is going to follow the live broadcast. Yep. Beer, food. We're having a oh, just a fantastic barbecue uh, catering service come in. Yep, uh, and we're gonna have door prizes. Aren't you putting together a prop? We're sheet? gonna have a prop sheet that people can win during the race. You don't have to stay for the whole thing. You know, right. you know who's leading this lap, who's leading this lap. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, a lot of swag, a lot of yeah. prizes, a lot of gifts uh, that uh, the brewery is gonna help us out with. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, come on out to the uh, Nebraska Brewing Company. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Or tune in to the YouTube yeah. Live channel. That'll be a lot of fun. So as a little primer, yeah. let's talk Food City Dirt Race. That's in <laughs> Bristol. They're bringing the dirt back to Bristol. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic uh, display here. It always looks good under the lights in yeah. Bristol. April 9th, of course, uh, Bristol, Tennessee. Last year, Kyle Busch won this race, and he's in the top five again, but yep. at plus 1,000 um, odds. Yeah. Kyle Larson's the overall favorite at plus 500. Now, I want to kind of set the stage here. Yeah. Last week was the first of the short tracks at Richmond. There you go. And Joe Gibbs Racing flexed again. Yeah. Their boys took it down. It was Kyle Larson. Surprise, surprise. And he's the overall favorite heading into the second yeah. leg of these short tracks. Now, last year, I already mentioned it, Kyle Busch won. Yep. He shouldn't have won. Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick got in a little fender bender, a little yeah, tight. Li- little, little. You ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. You exactly. Ain't rubbing, you ain't rubbing. Well, if you've you... ever watched Days of Thunder, that is correct. <laughs> you do too much rubbing, a guy like <laughs> Kyle Busch is going to take you out on the final lap and get a win. And when you know it, all those names, Chase Briscoe, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, yep. and Kyle Larson, they are at the top of the odds makers right now. Kyle Larson will run down, plus 500. Tyler Reddick right behind him at plus 600. Yep. Christopher Bell, another name we need to talk about, plus 700. Chase Briscoe is at plus 900. And then Kyle Busch rounding out the top five at plus 1,000. No, agreed, Andy. And, yeah, NASCAR on Easter, on dirt, why not? You know, it's just— tra- tradition like no <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to be watching the Masters of NASCAR? Uh, but, no, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is the third Bristol dirt race, like you said. The first race yeah. was a mess. Mm-hmm. The second race got a little better. Yeah, that was uh, Richmond, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The third should continue— you know the development of the track, so I think this is mm-hmm. going to be the mm-hmm. be- the best one of the three. Yeah. All that being said, we just don't know. The track is too new, Andy. The style <laughs> of racing is too foreign. The car and the rules, the package—it's just <laughs> so fun to watch. But yeah, no, like you said, a couple of the guys that I, that I'm going to talk about: Kyle Larson being number mm-hmm. one at plus five fifty. The best dirt track racer has the yeah. best car in 2023. He's just Joe like Gibbs you said, guy. yeah. What else needs to be said outside of the plate races and you know the road course race Larson's car has clocked the best average lap times at every yeah. track this season most importantly he's not just the best dirt rack uh, dirt track racer in the cup series there's a solid argument that he's the best dirt tracker ever to walk right. the earth right so right. I really like Kyle Larson I know that you know we're probably riding the high of last week like you said but at the uh, plus 550 yeah. that you got to look at that and say he's the best dirt track racer 
He's at plus 50, Mm -hmm. and we're pretty sure he's going to be up at the start of the pack at the start of this race. So I like Kyle Larson. My second one, Andy, that I'm moving on to, Christopher Bell. There you go. At plus 650. Larson is a better dirt track racer, but Mm -hmm. Bell isn't too far behind him. Mm -hmm. The young J. Uh, JR yeah Joe Gibbs racing Joe Gibbs he, racing he's one driver. of their top guys sorry couldn't get it out there but uh, he has a dirt track resume is just as strong his short track mm-hmm. resume is comparable if not better Bristol is a dirt track but not a true dirt track Andy mm-hmm. in some ways the Bristol dirt track races like an old slow Bristol it feels like a you know a grassroots race yeah yeah this is you know a short track Saturday night at your local you know. At your local track, <laughs> yeah, at yeah. Stewart, Nebraska, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> on Easter Shout Sunday. So, yeah, that's the kind of race that favors Bell. As yeah, the yeah. laps wind down and the checkered flag nears, yep. Bell will be one of the few drivers in contention to win. Yeah. So I like that plus 650 for Christopher Bell. Give me those two. I'm putting money on both. I, I really like the Christopher Bell, and if you weren't going to talk about him, I was. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about another guy that Let's do it. I, I never can get away from this guy. Yeah. And he's also up there, Joey Logano. Ooh. I got him at... I got him at plus twelve. Let's do it now. Just just think back to twenty twenty one, the yeah. first year they kind of opened this up. He won it. He won the first short he track won dirt the race first one. at Bristol. The first yeah. dirt race at Bristol. He took it down. He also finished third. Yeah. last year. So he's going to be up around the, the on the leaderboard there. He's going to have a good pull, a good start time. Yeah. All those things that's important for this type of a track. Joey Logano checks all of those boxes. Yeah, real quick. This is a little bit different, like you talked about. It's a three-stage type of race with a total of 475 laps. Yes. So it's going to be kind of segmented there. Um, but I think that since this is the third year of doing it, yeah. Bristol is very professional You know, as far as NASCAR goes. <laughs> yeah. um, so they got their stuff together. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a much cleaner race than Richmond was last week. Um, and... For that type of a race, give me Joey Logano. Yeah, there you go. Plus 1,200. Yeah. Kidding me? No, that's that's very good, Andy. And uh, like we're saying, you know, to win this race is going to it's, it's gonna be wacky. It's going to be, you know, a whole sure. bunch of stuff. There's going to yeah. be wrecks and stuff. A really fun bet that I like to do on oh, NASCAR, here Andy, here we go. is, you know, just put that in on the construct uh, the constructor, the manufacturer, mm-hmm. uh, the race-winning manufacturer. You got Chevy sitting at a plus 120, <laughs> obviously, you know, with the Kyle Larson car. Yeah. But you got the Toyota right behind them with Christopher Bell at plus 180 or Ford at plus 270. So Mm. it doesn't – it's a it's a fun one because you're yeah, just yeah. you're you're just rooting for the makes of cars. Uh, you, you're watching that yeah. car go across. and You go, oh, was that a Ford? Was, yeah. was that a Toyota? So that is a really fun one if you're not you know too into the names or you know just too into picking one driver. Yeah. So I really like the manufacturer bet, but I would have to you know hang my hat on the Chevy with the Chevy. Uh, with uh, Kyle Larson like a rock, like a rock. Yeah, and I'm already hearing, and I'm not. I don't even run in those deepest circles with the NASCAR guys, but I'm hearing a bunch of Toyota chirpers. So I wouldn't mind, yeah. the old Chevy guy uh, to take it down. Right there, you go. <laughs> yeah, and and Andy, and you were just talking about a couple guys. Another one that I want to do that I'm finding on you know those apps, like we're talking about DraftKings, FanDuel, yeah, yeah. all that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, you, they got a matchup portion in there, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing a Kyle Larson versus Tyler Riddick, Ooh. just like you were talking Ooh. about. Kyle Larson has a minus 120 on that. I think that's mm. very good odds, because I think he's going to yeah. overtake Tyler Riddick in this one yeah. fairly easy. I'm not, you know, shadowing 
Riddick. Right. But I think Larson's the overall better driver and is going to have better position. Yeah. I think Riddick's going to get caught, you know, kind of in the back a little bit. So mm-hmm. I like that minus 120 just on that matchup, Larson versus Riddick. I like Larson versus everybody, so throw Riddick in the mix there. <laughs> exactly. give, me, give me Larson. There you go. All right, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that's a group of guys we were just talking about, yeah. the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the smooth, thirst-quenching Ale Storm, yeah. the official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team. Actually went to their opening game a yeah. couple of days ago. Go Chasers. Took the little man, Ozzy, out there. Got a little cold, but, you know, what do you expect in March in Nebraska? Yeah, it'll it'll warm up and so will the team. <laughs> a flavorful balance between Pilsner malt and Sterling hops making Alestorm the perfect summer baseball beer, and I can contest to that. Yes. Don't go in there, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. <laughs> the parlay pounder. It. You got it. And you knew you knew we we're gonna bring the heat with UFC 287. You had to. We also had to bring the goods. The good man. I'm talking about the good <laughs> Shane Gibbon. How are you? How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah, thanks for having me. We actually had some requests to have you back on. Of course. Like, who, who's that guy that actually knows what he's talking about with the UFC? <laughs> exactly. Get him back on the program. We're tired of Gibran just spitting, you know, <laughs> trash out. We need no. the good man back. Well, they clearly didn't listen to my uh, Shevchenko, <laughs> Shevchenko pick. Hey, everybody got that one wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just trying to bat above 500, exactly. and we're, we're well above that. Oh, no, no doubt. So should we start with the prelims? Let's do it. The Karate Hottie. Woo! Michelle Watterson Gomez, hyphenated name now, yep. versus uh, Pin Hero, and she is the favorite, the young lady out of Brazil. Yeah. Gibran, what do you got for her odds there? Well, uh, yeah, Gomez comes in as a plus 140, the karate hottie, mm-hmm. with uh, Luana Pinheiro at a minus 160. Uh, I think this is kind of n- not where it should be. I think this should really? be kind of a... You know, a, a pick 'em one. So I oh. really like the value bet with the Karate Hottie. I just think the cl- the matchup is a lot closer than the odds indicate. With uh, Gomez having you know such more you know experience and you know I-, I think she's shown much more despite her age than what the odds are saying right here. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. That I, I think it's her second UFC fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's still the moment might be kind of big for her. Yeah, but what I will say is her judo. Yeah. She's a stud. And her submissions, huh. they're not the greatest. She's more of a pound, ground and pound, and then go into the submission. Yeah. So the Karate Hottie's been submitted like four times. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot of knockouts. And no. And Luana has zero knockouts against her, zero subs. Yeah. So honestly, I, I think it's a great pick with Luana, but yeah, maybe the Karate Hottie takes her to a decision, takes her into deep water, and maybe the moment gets too big for her. Yeah, no, I like what you said there because really the best bet of the whole fight is take the over two and a half rounds for mm. this to go the okay. full distance because I do not believe that the Karate Hottie is going to get you know finished here. Is she going to get knocked out and she's not going to knock out Luana either? I don't think so. So I think the best bet I think that we can agree on is this goes the full three rounds. It's Absolutely. going the distance. Yeah, You know, in Watterson Gomez, I don't think she's looked too hot. <laughs> her last few times out, has she? Not not necessarily or whatever, but she still has a really, really good body of work and is the experienced fighter. So I, I just don't think that she's going to let this young and come in and you know, take her off the seat. And she is looking good right now. 
as Fine. I scroll through her Instagram. <laughs> well, I mean, Ioana, yeah, her Instagram does look pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Ioana hasn't finished her. Yeah, Carlos yeah. or Carla Esposa Esparza yeah. hasn't finished her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't see her finishing her because she's not a great jujitsu. But I yeah. do see her tossing her around quite a bit because yeah. her okay. judo is legit. I agree. All right. All right. Should we move on up the card? Let's here? do it. Middleweight bout: Chris Curtis taking on Kelvin Gaslam, two young brutes out of the United States. By yeah. the way, this fight's down in Miami. Yeah. That's why we're saying we're bringing the heat. We've got, got the it. number 14 versus number 15 yeah. contender in this weight class. How you leaning, Jerron? Yeah, I mean, veteran middleweight class here, uh, you know, featured prelim. Uh, that's crazy to get two ranked, you know, fights yeah. before we even yeah. hit the main card. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, Gaston Liam, you know, he's known for his, you know, rock chin. He, he does not get finished mm-hmm. uh, in his high pace, which will serve him well in this matchup. Chris Curtis is a hard-hitting boxer with ex- you know excellent takedown defense. So, this is a, I think this is a pretty good fight here. Uh, obviously, the matchmakers have this one correct. Uh, I have Kevin Gastelum winning this, uh, and I, I think it's going to go to a decision as well. I agree 100%. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I, you look at Kevin, he's one in yeah. five. Kelvin, he's one in five yeah. in the last six fights. But then you look at who he's fought, yeah. and they haven't well, finished him. Yeah. No. I mean, you got Cannoneer, you've got Whitaker, Big. Hermanson. Well, Hermanson caught him early yeah. in a heel hook. Exactly. But, I mean, if that would have went the distance, I, I think it goes the other way. Exactly. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and those are hard hitters that you were just talking about with Jared Cannoneer and uh, you, the other guy you said. I'm just saying that this is this is a really good match right here, and with the, with the value you're getting with Kevin right here at a minus one thirty. I think mm-hmm. it's a very good play, if not just a parlay piece, maybe for later. He's got a decided edge when you're talking grappling, doesn't he? I mean, he can go to the mat much better than Curtis. I I, I think so, but with Curtis, he ha- he does have really really good takedown defense, mm-hmm. which should keep them up on their feet this whole fight. I would believe so. And that's not going to slow down Kelvin at all. I don't no. think so. No. His forward pressure. I mean, look at it against Adesanya. Yeah, the guy just kept yeah, yeah. coming forward. Exactly. I mean, that's the biggest robbery we never got to see a rematch. <laughs> exactly. There. Haven't seen a rematch. Could happen in the future after Alex. He's going to have to go a later. little better than one in five, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, what's your best bet for this one? I, I think that over. I, I think that over two and a half rounds is very good to hear as well. Um, you know, that's sitting at a minus two thirty, so that would hmm. have to be a parlay piece if you want yeah. to gain any value out of that. But I'm going Kevin Gasoleum at a, the the minus one thirty decision. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's going to go to a decision. Yep. All righty. Should we head on over to the baton weight bout? Let's do Raul it. Raul Rojas Jr. Yeah. taking on Christian Rodriguez. Yeah. See how I rolled the R there? <laughs> I'm getting into it here. Rojas and Rodriguez. <laughs> Rojas, though, is yep. a heavy favorite at the minus 225. Yeah, this is a young bantamweight prospect, you know, with one of the brightest features in the UFC. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. This is his second UFC fight, I believe, in the actual UFC. A lot of hype here. That's why I think there might be a little bit of, you know, value with going with Rodriguez here with the, you know, with the experience. I mean, they're kind of throwing this guy to the wolves, but it's just to see if Rojas can do it. And I'm just joking. Rojas is going to win this fight. He's going to smoke him? I think so. So I would like to hear what the expert has to say. <laughs> expert. Um, you know what? Here's the thing. It has shades of Bo Nickel, doesn't it? Yeah, We're starting off the, does. the main card with mm-hmm. this young hype. I've got, I've got a toe in the water. Yeah. Uh, I've got Ooh. one foot on the bandwagon. Yeah, okay, I, I believe sure. the hype is justified. Yeah. He's young. But here's the thing. Rodriguez is no joke. He's no. got a great chin. Mm-hmm. The guy, his weakness, though, and why I think he loses here is... He can't prevent a takedown. Yeah. I mean, mm. he fought, I think it was Kelly. 
Mm-hmm. Kelly had to have like nine minutes of control time on him, but yeah. he couldn't submit him. So that's ah. why I'm saying I think Ro- Rosas wins, but I think it goes the distance. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. And yeah, like you said, Christian Rodriguez comes in off his first octagon win, you know, so he's com- he's coming in with some juice and where he showed his submission skills on offense after having displayed them in defense in his fight uh, with against Jonathan Pierce. So I, I, I think this is going to be a good fight, but I think it's set up for uh, Rosa. Ross to uh, really, you yeah. know, cement his place in the UFC so, and get his win. So he's two and zero in the UFC, seven and zero in his professional fighting yeah. career. Christian Rodriguez is there, sitting at eight and one, though. Exactly. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. He's he's coming out with victories, but that one loss you guys didn't like. No, it's not that we don't like him. It's just that Rojas has this train behind him. It's it's it, it's like he said, it's a bone nickel, it's a Patty the Batty type mm. energy behind this guy. The UFC is trying to promote this guy. There's no reason that this guy is on the main card with Israel Adesanya right. on his second fight in the UFC. Besides, and he's a heavy favorite, too, exactly. minus 225. That's what I'm saying is he doesn't get this line, he doesn't get this spot if this guy doesn't have the good. So that's why I'm backing him, and I, I really think he's going to come out with a win. I do, too. And the biggest strength for him is that he sticks to his game plan. Yeah. Veterans could learn from this young man. Exactly. He is going to really? come out, and he's going to wrestle him. He's going to yeah. grapple him, he's going to take him down, because yeah. the biggest threat is Rodriguez on his feet. No doubt. Yeah. And also that Kelly, mm-hmm. I don't mind that loss, because Kelly only followed it up by taking Darren Elkins to exactly. a decision and beating him. Yep. Right. So No. Right? It's great. And yeah, I mean, that youth probably will serve him well in a couple of different ways there. And like you just said there, Shane, he doesn't know any better. He's just going to do what he's best at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe fight, that's what it is. Maybe right? it's not that he sticks to the game plan. It's just he doesn't know to go off game plan yet. All right. I like that. That's, re- that's really great. Yeah. All right. So we move up to the welterweight bout. Yeah. Kevin Holland, heavy favorite here. The young man out of the United States, minus 245 over Santiago yeah. Ponzi, the Argentinian. Yeah. Plus 205 for the odds is what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, mine is, Holland's a big, you know, favorite. He should be. Yeah, yeah. Two powerful welterweights, you know, both these guys are known for putting on a show, especially Holland. And I've got Holland uh, in this one. Despite his recent hand injury, he has every advantage in this fight. Uh, considering Holland's power and the age of Ponzi, I, I just think Holland's got this one in the bag. So this is definitely one of my parlay pieces at the Ooh. minus 240 that I got it at right now. I agree, and it depends on how you want to take it. So yeah. if, you, if you take a look at uh, Jeff Neal, yep. he, he lost a split decision to Jeff Neal. That's mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm. to hang your hat at. Heck no. Lost a split decision to Lima. Yep. Nothing to hang your hat at. <laughs> no. That being said, he's 36 years old. He's yeah. been knocked out three times. Yeah. Um, he's a little reckless. And huh? Holland can be reckless, too. I was going to say, yeah, Holland's Holland, reckless, Holland too. will let him fly. But he's got serious power, and yes. this, this has shades for me of like the last title fight yes. of uh, Jamal Hill and Teixeira. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that a little bit. This young man's riding a high, and he's super talented with a huge, huge right hook. So yes. a bunch it, of your guys' best bets have been, this is going to go this, and this is going three rounds. This sounds like we got a couple powerful guys here that are going to let him fly. I think this is one of the TKOs <laughs> of the night. Yeah. Uh, if not fight the night, these guys are going to be throwing punches for sure. And I think Kevin Holland really uh, has the advantage there with mm-hmm. that going on. So in Kevin Holland, he needs a win. He, he needs a win. He's coming off back-to-back losses, I believe, to uh, Wonder Boy in uh, Chimaev. So he really needs to get back in the win yeah. column, and this is a perfect time for him to just come out, show his dominance, and take him out, take his head off. So I really like <laughs> uh, winning method here, Andy, and this is where you get a little you know, into uh, the water a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, I got Kevin Holland by 
TKO or you know knockout TKO at a plus one ninety right now. Ooh. So that is a plus money bet. Okay. So if you want to just throw him in a parlay, take the minus two thirty. But what I really think is going to happen is he's going to knock this guy out, Kevin Holland, by TKO at a plus one ninety. At plus one ninety. I mean, if you're if you like to bet and you love like what I would say a almost safe bet. Yeah. That's the one I take. Plus one ninety. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think he's taking him out. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I think uh, he's going to come out with a lot of gas. And like I said, we he needs this victory coming off back to back losses to two of the best guys in the biz. Obviously, absolutely. But absolutely. Uh, he needs to get back in that win column, and this guy is ripe for the taking. Yeah, part of the tale of the tape is that Holland lands over four significant <laughs> strikes per minute exactly. at a fifty four percent clip rate. On uh, Ponzi, just doesn't have that type of numbers. He does land uh, five, but only at forty one percent. But he's not going to be able rate. to absorb those. No, he's yeah, just yeah. not going definitely to. It's not going, going to. Too much power. Too power. much power. Are you going to give us a parlay this time? I will give you it at the end of next oh, segment. You got to keep us waiting. You got to stick around. Oh my god! All right, well, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the thirst quenching ale storm. The official beer of Omaha's AAA baseball team, the Storm Chasers. See what they did there? Yeah. Ale Storm, Storm Chasers. <laughs> yes. Got something going on over there at the brewery. Very good beer. Very good beer. Specifically crafted, offering a flavorful balance between a Pilsner malt and Sterling hops, making it the perfect summer baseball beer. Don't go anywhere. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL, Where's the Line, Nebraska's first and only sports betting show. I'm your host, Andy Classen, joined by Debrah. Oh, parlay powder. You got it, you got it. Oh, man, we're getting right back into your wheelhouse yes. here. Uh, it is Easter Saturday, a yeah. tradition like none other. <laughs> UFC, UFC 287. <laughs> Heck yeah, no, it, it's going to be awesome. This is one of the best cards of the year so far, yes. and it's it's just going to ramp up from here. So yeah, let's get into this main card, Andy. And we got the stallion with us right yeah. now. Yeah. Shane Holger. <laughs> uh, that's digging, a loose, loose nickname. Digging up, digging up some old bones there. Yeah. Yeah. Old, old high school wrestler here used to dominate. Yes. Now got his nose in the UFC, and we're going to start off with this Bantam weight bout on the main card, yeah. number six contender Rob Font versus number 12 Adrian Yanez. Yanez is the favorite here. I'm looking at a minus 180, Jabron. Yeah, this is wrong. Oh, right right okay, off okay. the bat, this is wrong. <laughs> uh, no, this is top, top-tier strikers in the Bantam weight. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Rob Font, very... High volume fighter who has you know taken some damage in recent showings, which is the reason I believe the line is where it's at right now. Adrian Yanez is a great counter striker who makes opponents pay for their mistakes. So mm-hmm. I believe the line is set because of that because Font has taken some damage in his last few fights. That being said, I take Font here as the underdog. Despite concerns wow. about his durability, he has the tools to win this fight with the right game plan, and you know hopefully. Time has refreshed his chin. I take Rob Font. I'm a big fan of his. I just think he has the right stuff for this fight. What do you I, think, Shane? I agree. I think he has the right stuff for Woo! the fight. But I'm going with Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, 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 I am a huge fan of this young man. Yeah. He, let, let me give you some stats. He, he has a 60% strike defense. Ooh, okay. And that's against some top level, you know, some no really doubt. good strikers. Mm-hmm. And Font is more of like a blitzkrieg. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. blitzes and then yeah, he, comes he, at he takes that. Yeah. He's got a hundred percent takedown defense. Yes, and I don't think that's going to factor in because no, uh, Giannis is seventy-two percent of his strikes yeah. go yeah. to the head. 
font, 74% of his strikes go to the head. Mm. So we're just going to watch these guys trying to take each other's yeah, heads off. I agree. I think it comes down to defense, but what I really like about Giannis is I like how he's been managed. Each step, it's not like Rojas, it's not like Bo Nickel. Yeah. This young man is uber talented, and mm-hmm. he has been managed perfectly. Mm-hmm. Each step is a yeah. step up, step up. And I, I like him. I, I honestly think it's going to go to decision because neither of them has been knocked out, and I don't see them knocking each other out. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Um, Font definitely has the experience yeah. edge by far. But this Jan is, I think, is a, is a future superstar. Well, he's no spring chicken either. He's got a 16-3 and three professional record. Oh, for sure. You, you know, so he's been around, and he's, he's seen some, like you said, yeah. some elite level competition as well. I, and I always tell people it's it's technical versus a blitzkrieg. Yeah. And in sometimes these guys don't move their head off the center line real well. Mm-hmm. This Yanez moves so well. He's yeah, constantly right. cutting angles. He's always got his hands up high. His defense is strong. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I like Giannis. I'm very high on this guy. Yeah, for sure. And like you said right here, uh, the over two and a half rounds is at a minus 125 there. So that is pretty good value for what we're saying that we think is going to go to a decision. We're split on the pick, but we both think that this is going to go <laughs> to the last bell. Going to go three rounds? I think so. All right. Should we move up to the welterweight? Let's do it. Gilbert Burns, the yeah. number five contender in the world, hailing out of Brazil, taking on George Mazdaval. Yeah. Our guy from the States. He's the number, he's currently number 11. And he's a big underdog here. Plus 390 is the line I'm looking at. Yeah. They pretty much made this card for him. He's a Miami native. Grew up fighting in the backyards of Miami <laughs> with Kimbo Slice. This guy is yeah, yeah. this guy is the man. He is the BMF champion of the UFC. Uh, yeah, no, th- the line here is just because Gilbert is just a totally complete fighter. He can do anything in with anybody anywhere. He can beat anybody yeah. at any point. But Jorge is never out of a punching fest, which mm-hmm. we've seen Gilbert will get into these. He he did it with uh, Kamzat Machayev. Um, you know, he'll just get into these punching wars. I don't think he does it here. I really think Burns plays smart here because he wants another shot at that title. So I am taking Burns uh, by decision. So I'm torn on this fight because yeah. I agree with everything that you just said. Yeah. But here's a statistic that is crazy to me. I, I would never have believed this yeah. if you told me it. Burns is 13 of 82 on takedowns yes. in the UFC. Yeah, This guy's grappling. He's so decorated. Mm-hmm. And why I bring that up is on uh, Masvidal's record, he has a, uh, a loss, yeah. but a decision loss to Damian Maya. For sure. Which we all know there's only one plan when you get in the ring or the octagon with Damian Maya. Yeah. He's going to drag you to the ground yeah, and yeah. choke you it's out. No that. doubt. So I'm torn here, but here's what I will say. I think Burns... I think he gets hit. I think yeah. he gets clipped. I get, think he gets in some trouble. But I think he's going to submit Masvidal. Yeah. Ooh. But for the money, yeah. for the money, Burns does not move his head well, and he does get clipped. And Masvidal has pop. Yes. So I don't know what yeah. the line is there, but that would be where I'd put some money. No, exactly. And that's what I was just going to go. Jorge Masvidal win by TKO or KO is at plus 700. So that is very good value for something that we're saying can happen for sure. Because yeah, yeah. this guy, if he gets a hold of you with one punch, it's night-night time. On the other stand, on the other side, what we're talking about, Gilbert Burns by decision or submission is plus 225 right now. So that is very good for Gilbert Burns on what we think is yeah. he takes him down to the mat right. and submits him late in this fight. Um, 
I, that's probably a good way to get that plus money because I hate that minus four ninety, yeah. especially if it's not much of a as much of a lock as what you guys feel. No, like. exactly, and I, I think a lot of people are expecting Gilbert Burns to knock him out, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't see that happening. I mean, I know he got knocked out by Usman, but if you go back and watch that and watch it in slow mo, oh, if Usman misses that punch, yeah, he threw everything from the kitchen sink and everything mm-hmm. at him. He's he's going to land on his face because if he misses. But here's one thing. Burns does tend to get a little winded. No doubt. And Masvidal doesn't. I mean, he he withstood Colby Covington's pace. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say he looked good, but he withstood the pace. <laughs> so that's something to consider, too. No doubt. Right. And that's what I was going to say about Jorge Masvidal. Everybody says he can't wrestle and all this kind of stuff. This guy is went toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with Kamaru Usman twice and Colby yeah. Covington as well. Yeah. These are some of the best wrestlers in the world. Right. And now he's going up against Burns and everybody's like, he's a way better fighter. I'm I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm saying that he has a lot better chance in this right. fight than a lot of people are giving him credit for. Jake Ellenberger, Donald Cerrone, Darren Till. Yeah. Starched them all when they were riding Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got pop. He's got uh, pop. My boy, Jake. Yeah, that, <laughs> that plus 700 is a very, very good value bet for knockout for Jorge Masvidal. All righty, let's move on to the main event. Let's go. We're talking Alex Pereira, the yes. champion. Taking on number one contender. You may have heard of this guy. Yeah. Adesanya is is busy, and he's the favorite. Minus 135, and he's coming off a loss to Pereira. Yeah, What's going on here? Um, This is just—I think this is an opposite line of what it should be. I think it's just fandom taking over. Right. Uh, Izzy's getting a a lot of money put on him because he's a superstar and all that kind of stuff. Alex Pereira doesn't really talk to the media all that well. Uh, He doesn't get his name out all that uh, well. He had uh, a killer Pokemon jacket I saw. Exactly. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's yeah. very fashionable, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, got to catch them all. <laughs> but, you know, this is a long-storied rivalry that Alex Pereira has won three times in a row, twice in kickboxing, yeah. and then to win the championship in the UFC. So mm-hmm. I, I think this should be flip-flopped, and I like Pereira here. All of the mm-hmm. pressure is on Israel Asanya to come back and get his belt here. Uh, I don't think I think it's going to take Asanya out of his element, which is counter striking, and Pereira is just going to. I think he's going to knock him out. Yeah, his kickboxing days have kind of set him up for that. I agree. What do you go with this one, Shay? I, I agree, hundred percent. How do you go against someone that's not only beat him three times, finished him twice, and in the kickboxing thing, you don't have to worry about takedowns. Exactly. You don't have to worry about all that other stuff. Yeah, you know what's coming, and he yeah. absolutely starched him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the other thing I will tell you is when you watch fight week, and sometimes when a guy's coming off of a loss. This has shades of Usman no doubt. and Leon. No doubt. Because he's saying all these things like Usman did. Like yeah. I think oh, yeah. he quoted an Eminem song. Back. Which I'm yeah. a fan of Eminem. Yeah. But yeah, I mean sure. <laughs> he quoted it and it's you're trying to talk yourself into it. Yeah. But here's the thing once the that cage door closes, there is it's no business. way it's not in your mind. Yep. It, yeah. it has to be in your mind that yep. You usually can take a shot really yep. well early in a fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. he starched him in the fifth. Yeah, yeah. his power yeah. carries to the fifth. This guy yeah. is a giant. Too. He looks I like mean, it too. Huge. Yeah. He's huge. He's a huge guy. He's a bully in this weight class. And like you said, if Izzy doesn't get this done early, he doesn't get it done at all in my mm-hmm. mind. So, uh, I like I, what you said about what he, how he was talking to Izzy because he also said something like, "I'm not about keeping score. I'm about finishing it. You yeah. know, or finishing the score." It's like, oh, like. That doesn't, it's not loser speak, but it, you know, you're kind of leaning that way. Nobody's talking about this narrative that it's Izzy's, you know, last hurrah or anything except for himself. Absolutely. Nobody thinks Izzy is, you know, on the downhill slope or anything except Mm -hmm. for when he says, this is my eight mile moment. No, it's not, dude. No, it's not. That was last fight. Yeah, exactly. That was last (laughs) fight. No, that's what I'm saying. I just think he's in his own head a little bit, and Pereira doesn't care. He is a straight, straight, 
Stone Cold Killer yep. gets in there, does his job, goes back. He doesn't care about media, doesn't care about nothing. Wasn't All he, he cares about is winning this fight. Wasn't he uh, training with Chuck Liddell a little bit there? He know? was, and that's working towards, like, that's Teixeira bringing in Chuck Liddell to yeah. work on, like, nothing but mm-hmm. the sprawl. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to be see, seeing some blast doubles and slick <laughs> no. takedowns with Definitely trips. Not. But I will tell you, the style of this fight is so much fun because you got Izzy that's flash, and he's really a beautiful striker. And mm-hmm. a very technical advantage, I think, overall. Absolutely. But, yeah. Speed, exactly. technical, mm-hmm. but potent. He likes to fight in a phone booth, I'd yes. say. But he's mm-hmm. crisp in there. His, mm-hmm. his, they're not yeah. looping. They're not back. Nope. He's right to you, right to you. That shot that almost knocked him out. I was thinking, man, I think I could take that. Yeah. Now, I, I'm a fool, <laughs> yeah. but I was sitting there going, it didn't look like he loaded up on that. No. How did he just knock him out? It's not, I mean, it's he, the guy's fist. The fists are hammers. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. This fight is amazing. Yeah. No, this is one of the best fights uh, that they could ever do. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I just think Alex Pereira has his number. And uh, I think Izzy mm-hmm. can climb back to the championship somewhere, but I think it's going to be through somebody else, not Alex Pereira. I predict that he leaves because it is setting up for a, a super fight yeah. Yeah. with Potent and Jamal Hill. And mm-hmm. Jamal Hill's style matches up with Pereira no very, doubt. very well. Very In fact, well. I, I would actually pick him there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very good fight. So, no, I think we're both on Pereira. I mean, I... I, I am too. I, yeah. I don't like what Izzy's been saying. I don't like how he's been saying it. And just the tale of tapes been telling me Pereira's going to win again. Exactly. And, he, and you can never, you know, say that Izzy's totally out of it. He's one of the best no, fighters of no, all no, time. No. Yeah. He's on probably Mount Rushmore if he would just mm-hmm. stop it right now. But, yeah, Alex Pereira to win by KO right now is at a plus 205. And I, I really like that play. All Gastelum right. wins, Izzy loses. I'm campaigning for a rematch because that was one of the funnest yes. fights I've ever seen. All Let's right. do it. That could get him back on the mountain. <laughs> there you go. Too. All righty, Mr. Parlay Pounder. Yeah. You, you, you teased us last segment. You got to give us your parlay play now. Yeah, okay. So it's just three fights that we talked about. I'm starting off with Kevin Holland, minus 240 money line. Okay. Doesn't you know matter which way he wins, just that he wins. Raul Rojas Jr., another guy that we talked about at a money line, minus 250, just mm-hmm. has to win. And then I'm ending it with the main event, Alex Pereira, at a money line of plus 105. Okay. You can't beat that value. Putting $25 on this to get 75 back. Ooh, I think it's very, very good value. And if you want to bump up those numbers, it'll only start growing. So I really like it. I think all three of these guys have a really good chance of winning, and it's going to hit. Shane, where has he got that wrong? I like that. No, ah, I, don't, I don't think he's got right. it wrong. I mean, but I'm going to tell you guys, <laughs> if you're not putting a little bit of money yeah. on Masvidal, Masvidal by knockout, exactly. you're crazy. Oh, yeah. If you like betting, that, that's got to be something that's, that's just, just juicy right yeah. there. That plus yeah. 700 for Masvidal. That's crazy. Definitely sprinkle in that. That's, that's a fun That's a fun little hedge play right no there. Doubt. I, I no like doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, that'll do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on ESPN Tri-Cities Radio, our Twitter account, and our YouTube channel. That's been growing and growing. For the sure. YouTube shorts have been a lot of fun as well. And we also got some daily picks over on our TikTok channel. Shane, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Enjoy it. It's been a lot yep. of fun. For Jabron, the par, lay, pounder, I'm Andy Klassen. Thank you for listening. This has been WTL.